Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hi, this is Stu Hodum with Believe in the Media Guide on the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe? CBS Sports and the PGA Tour's 65th consecutive year together will include 20 events in four countries. The network season tees off at the Farmers Insurance Open from Torrey Pines Golf Course in San Diego. The CBS Television Network and Paramount Plus will have the final two rounds on Friday and Saturday. Golf anchor Jim Nance will do a special double, according to CBS Sports chairman Sean McManus. Friday will be on the air from 5 to 8 p.m. and we'll have a special Saturday finish, the first time I think ever on network television, a special Saturday finish with our coverage concluding at 8 p.m. on Saturday evening, primetime golf on CBS. Uh, Jim Nance will perform double duty that weekend. He'll be announcing the golf remotely on Friday and Saturday from the site of the AFC championship game. And on Sunday, we'll call the football game. It's not the first time Jim has called golf remotely, and we think it will be a seamless broadcast. And we are pleased that we could make it work uh, with the PGA Tour, with the folks at Farmers. The cooperation that we had and the partnership we had was absolutely wonderful. So I thank the PGA Tour and I thank Farmers for coming up with a really creative and I think very successful uh, programming schedule um, on on CBS. Uh, Speaking of our golf team, um, I think we have the best team in the business led by Jim and Sir Nick Faldo, along with Dottie and Ian Baker and Frank Nabilo, Amanda, Mark and Trevor Immelman. And as we announced last year, Colt Nost will expand his role uh, as an on-course reporter on a more regular basis. Andrew Catalan, as you all know, I think also will host select, uh, select broadcasts for us as well. Um, last year, we made a, a change in the truck, naming Sellers as only the third lead producer on golf on CBS since the 1950s. I could not be more thrilled with the results. Sellers and his entire team had a terrific first season and they are already hard at work looking to build off the success and continue to make our broadcast even better for our viewers. Um, I think we have an enormous amount of momentum going into this year, both in terms of our production quality of our announcer lineup, And also from a sales standpoint, the sales marketplace uh, for golf in the first and second quarter is extremely strong. Uh, Advertiser interest is very, very high. And I think entering the first year of our PGA Tour deal, I can't think of us or the PGA Tour being in a better position. And finally, I'll say we're excited to do uh, the four LPGA events. And we're also obviously excited about broadcasting the Masters and the PGA Championship. So I think all the arrows are pointing up, and we can't, get wait, uh, can't wait to get started in San Diego. Speaking before the NFL's divisional round weekend, Nance looks forward to returning to golf and being able to be part of the Torrey Pines team while at the site of the AFC Championship. It's a new challenge, so I'm excited about it. You know, there's not many things that you do that are all that vastly different from year to year. I'm pretty much accustomed to the, uh, the stretch from the final four to the masters. I've done that 30 something times, 36 times. So uh, this, this will be something that um, I'll relish the chance to do it. The week of the AFC championship game, when we debut our um, season coverage of, of the PGA tour, I'm going to call Friday and Saturday night's action 
from the stadium, wherever the AFC championship game is being held. Um, I can say this. I didn't want to miss it. Um, San Diego, as we always call Torrey Pines, the Farmers Insurance Open, uh, falls victim to the elongated NFL season now that it's gone to 18 weeks in the regular season. So I think Sean and Jay and David Burson came up with a tremendous game plan to end this event on Saturday night in prime time back in the East. And uh, I, I wanted to be a part of it. It definitely will not compromise anything that I'm doing on the football side. Uh, by the time we get to next week, I will have seen the two teams are going to make it to the AFC championship game multiple times. And um, yeah, I'm just, I'm thrilled about it. I'm just, you know, you find after all these years that the anticipation of the next season is something that's a part of your life. I think we can all relate to it. The end of a school year, the, you know, the end of a, uh, the fall semester or whatever it might be. In my world, I get to the end of certain seasons of sport and I can't wait for the next one to begin. But my longing for golf to come back into my life again is the one that I feel the most. And I didn't want to miss being a part of it with my teammates. And I'll lean heavily on the ones that you see on here today. Sellers and Steve, they'll have me feeling like I'm right there behind the 18th tower. Nick, I'll be uh, riding his uh, massive shoulders uh, throughout. Dottie and Colt and the rest of the team. Um, I think it'll sound very much like we're right there all together. Nance details his week ahead, including a shoot for an ad during March Madness, his next big event. We have the Sunday night game in Kansas City, uh, Buffalo at Kansas City, which is an amazing matchup and a repeat of last year's AFC championship game. Uh, Monday, I'm in New York shooting a Capital One commercial with Spike Lee that runs during March Madness. And Tuesday, I will be home in Nashville. I'm splitting time between Tennessee and Pebble Beach these days and um, spend some family time here. And I might even have a home game if the Titans beat Cincinnati, the game would be here. So otherwise, I'm going to be in place on Wednesday, wherever the AFC championship game is, because the tournament's going to start that day. So I want to watch the coverage every minute of it on Wednesday and Thursday and be in constant touch with sellers and some folks on the ground there with what the storylines are that are beginning to develop at Tory. Uh, somewhere in the middle of that, we'll have production meetings with the two teams, the two AFC finalists. And I'm going to have to work around those schedules. It's not like they're going to adapt their schedules to, to what I'm doing. So uh, those will involve uh, player interviews, interviews with the head coaches and the coordinators. We'll have a production meeting to set up our biggest game of the year. You know, we just had the Super Bowl last February 7th. And, um, and, and this year it's an NBC Super Bowl year. But the AFC Championship will be the most watched show on the CBS television network for the calendar year 2022 by a lot. So it's a hugely important um, broadcast. I'll be ready for it. I'm not the least bit concerned about that. And on Friday and Saturday, our two CBS broadcast days, those are five o'clock Eastern time starts. And again, I'm just going to go with the one seat at the moment and say we're going to be in, in Nashville uh, because they have home field and it may not be that way, but that will be a four o'clock broadcast beginning here. And I'm sure we're going to have a check-in with sellers at some point around, I would say, two o'clock, two hours before the broadcast to make sure the signal and everything, everything is on time and there's not a lag and um, we're coordinated. And um, I will be at the stadium. Um, and I'm not 
in all likelihood going to be directly in the broadcast booth where we'll call the game on, on Sunday, but we'll probably be in a truck right uh, inside, um, inside the stadium, a production truck. And uh, away we go. I'm looking forward to it very much. As McManus detailed earlier, a lot goes into a golf production. Nance notes the grand scale and scope of a tournament that lead producer Sellers Shy and lead director Steve Milton have to manage. I'll say two things. One is the coordination. I don't care who you are and how many times you've been around broadcasting. You walk into that television truck and you see what Sellers and his entire crew, Steve Milton, what their menu looks like, what their palette looks like, and it blows your mind. I mean, it, it is so complex to look at all these different feeds and monitors and figure out the coordination and the timing of it and how you go from here to there and you still get all your obligations in and your enhancements in. That one is totally underappreciated. It's not exclusive to CBS. It's everybody that's in the golf business. Uh, it's, um, it's a major accomplishment to see all of your competitors spread out over 200 acres playing shots at the same time. And um, being able to stitch that together to tell a story, and to me, that's the greatest accomplishment of all, what the production folks and the technical team do. On our side, it's a, it's a matter of, I think, the biggest challenge is just keeping the story fresh so that it's not the same old, long, expired expiration date on the storylines about individuals when you try to set up a player that's in contention. Some of it you have to kind of go through the roll call to give the fringe fan an idea of who this player is. But, you know, you're looking for fresh stories, just like all of us on this call are right now. You guys are looking for a hook. You're looking for something that's going to make this interesting to set up the season and why CBS is having this call. You're seeking a story. We do that every week, too. We're in the same business, trying to find a story that's new, fresh, and it's going to be something that the viewer would like to know about. While praising John Rahm, Nance pulls back the curtain on how CBS stayed on the air after Rahm fell to his knees during last June's Memorial Tournament after finding out he was positive for COVID-19 and had to withdraw. Two weeks later, Rahm won the U.S. Open at the site of this week's PGA Tour stop. His uh, magnetism to the viewer is all about his fire, his passion, and we all are attracted to that. And what he did last year in that two-week stretch, when he walked off the 18th green at Memorial, Sellers was counting me down. We were truly inside of 10 seconds from hitting the off-air time to the second when uh, he started to climb the hill off the 18th green on Saturday afternoon, and we saw his knees buckle for a moment. Sellers and Steve Milton, that truck made one of the great decisions in a long time. Uh, and in a split second, they took that time away from the affiliates and stayed on and covered a news story because we didn't know what had happened. And Dottie was there. She was brilliant to get in the middle of it and try to get some answers for us. And, I mean, the heartbreak that you saw followed two weeks later by the euphoria of him winning the U.S. Open, Tory Pines, and the fist pumps and the intensity uh, – it was just, it, it was one of, I think, one of the great moments of the year in golf. Going deeper on the ROM withdrawal at last year's memorial, Nance describes the scene in the tower with Jack Nicholas and his partner, Sir Nick Faldo, explains the chaos of the moment. 
we were going through the the, the traffic that uh, you have going off the air with the uh, promoting tonight on CBS, tomorrow our start time. And I thank Jack. Jack was in the booth with us. And uh, all of a sudden, as, as Sellers and Steve were following Rom walking off the green with a, what was it, six-shot lead. Yes. And uh, all of a sudden, you saw him kind of buckle for a moment, hands on his knees. And my first thought was, uh, you know, and, and we even said it on the air, it just it looked like there was perhaps something very tragic that he had just been notified of. I mean, it was it was emotional. I mean, I, you know, he was a new father at the time and, uh, you know, your mind goes in a lot of places. A lot of these things you don't say in the air, but you began to really be concerned about what he had just been told. And then began, we began the process of filling time until we found out, right, Nick? Yeah, that's correct. No, you're right. I mean, you described it well. We, we went to the worst of thinking of a family or something and, um, I remember hearing a word stroke or something, which you think, oh, crumbs, it where's mum or something. And so, yeah, we went off, unfortunately, on that. And then we obviously later learned that, as you know, the COVID test and, and that was it. And what did it mean and what was going to happen? And so, yeah, for a moment, it was um, a little chaotic. Lead on-course reporter Dottie Pepper explains how she received and broke the news on Rom's test. I had already retreated back down 18 and was, because we were getting off the air, almost headed back to the compound. And I said to Sellers, when I was hearing this chaos, I said, do you want me to get back at the scoring? And he said, you run. I did. <laughs> um, and they wouldn't let me all the way into scoring. But shortly after I got there, my iPhone watch went off. And I hate this thing with a passion. <coughs> almost keeps me a little too connected, I think. But it was Laura, Laura Hill, Laura Neal, who I'd come up through the LPGA with. She was in our communications department. And she called me on the phone and said, Dottie, he's tested positive. And I said, Laura, can I, can I go with that? Is it confirmed? And she said, yes. So I hit the belt, hit the button on my belt and said, you know, sellers, I've, I've got it if you want it. And he said, he said, open yourself up and go. So that was, that was really how quickly it transpired. And it I don't think it would have been as seamless or as quick if it hadn't been for some of the protocols for COVID that we've put in because until June of 2020, I never wore anything like that, but I had to start getting information for the show through my wrist. And it turns out it was absolutely brilliant because I was able to take Laura's call. Producer Shai discusses how CBS stayed with the story until they had an answer for Rom's reaction. Obviously, you have to make a, a split-second decision, but then you, you do want to run it by uh, the executive team. And so, you know, our associate director behind us asked them. I had a feeling <laughs> that we all knew the answer, but you still want to do the right thing. And uh, they agreed, um, Sean down. And so then, then we stayed. And then that's when you get into breaking news mode. And who better to have that mantle than, than Jim? And he did it perfectly, of course. And then with the supporting cast of Dottie being right at the, the scoring, um, you know, area. Then Amanda went straight into her on-camera spot. It was getting on social. And then she, she saw what, uh, what was tweeted and, and uh, from the official statement that was tweeted from uh, the PGA Tour and, and, and John Friedman's team and, um, and was able to, to get that on as well. So it, um, 
you know, listen, I mean, it, it's, it's, again, it's back to kind of breaking news. And this was just at an, another emotional level. Yeah, we've had plenty of, of these kind of moments. Um, uh, Hunter Mahan, you know, he's on the range hitting balls. And next thing you know, he's told that uh, his wife's having a baby and, and he pulls out of the event. And, you know, we've had plenty of those, but the, those are uplifting. This, this had a different tone, as Jim said, having a, a, a newborn even added to it. And so um, obviously uh, everyone uh, didn't want to guess um, that's not who we are. And uh, we stayed on until we were given the, the, the proper uh, finale, uh, the final answer. Last year's memorial was memorable for Nance for another reason, as he accepted an award for golf writer and broadcaster Tim Rosefort, who passed away a few weeks ago. The tributes that have come in for Tim uh, have been 100% the same spirit. This guy was universally loved and respected. And uh, I knew him for 30-something years, back to the days when he was at the Palm Beach Post covering the tour. I had a chance to try to step in for him last year at Memorial and accept his award. Uh, he, he got the uh, Lifetime Journalism Award at the Memorial Tournament last year. He was unable to travel. And that was a huge responsibility to try to stand up and speak for a guy that was as beloved as Tim. And just I have a lot of thoughts. I'm reaching out to Genevieve, his wife, today. Um, she's planning a service here in the next few weeks. And uh, it's just it's shocking how fast he declined. It was something very personal on my end because it was Alzheimer's. And I had a firsthand experience watching my father fall to that disease. Uh, Tim, actually, we got Tim to go down to Houston, to the Houston Methodist Hospital, where's the, there's a research institute that uh, was created in honor of my father. My wife and I work on this all the time. And uh, Tim was, was in Houston, and we were trying to find some ways to get him involved in some emergency trial programs. But it accelerated too fast. And uh, alas, he's basically gone two and a half years after his first day. It hurts. It hurts a ton. I thought it was wonderful that the tour paid tribute to the players' whole ribbons there uh, in memory of Tim. It's, it's pretty neat when you've got a guy that covers you and doesn't pull punches. And, and Tim was, uh, was a man of uh, impeccable integrity, and he told it like it is. But every player respected him. Besides the majors, which tournament is Nance's favorite? As is the case most of the time for Nance, the answer comes down to home and family. I could give you a reason for every single one of the, of the events that's on the CBS calendar, why they're special, but I've got to go with, with, um, with Pebble Beach. It's deep in the soul, it's home, and um, I just love having the chance to host all of my uh, teammates who were very special. It's part of my life, and uh, usually we have a little get together um, and uh, hold, hold Saturday night guys outdoors, of course, at a very appropriate distance for some tacos and um, a little get together. And, and um, yeah, yeah, I would say Pebble beach. You can't beat the combination of uh, beauty and history.
Thanks for listening to Believe in the Media Guide. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the podcast on iTunes and find us wherever you get podcasts, including Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. I'm on Twitter at Hotem, H-O-T-H-E-M as in Mary. Stay tuned and stay safe. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.